What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And virtually over the internet, to my left, Zachary Parks. Oh, Top Gun. What's up? <laughs> I don't think he can be on the show anymore. That, that was totally improvised. I just yeah, found totally. these. I swear to God. I swear to God. That was just, they were just sitting right there. Totally. I had to do it. I had to do it. For those listening, Zach just put it. on a pair of, uh, of sunglasses as I introduced him. He's, Looking all cool and sly. He's unbearably lame. Like his <laughs> I can't bear it. I can't bear his lameness. <laughs> Just hurts. <laughs> uh, I can't hear as well. All right. Well, in case you did not know, Teen Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube and iTunes channels. If you want to support the show, you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where as for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show, and in return, we will give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before the general Tuesday release and access to our newly minted Discord server. So Boom. check that out, patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast. And a quick shout-out to our newest Patreon subscriber, Shiny. Thank you so much for your support. Ooh. We love you so much. Yes. And Raven Thank rises you. again. Oh, we got him last week. Yes. That's right. Okay, cool. Just Keep one, one, up, Jared. I'm sorry. God. I just wanted to be sure we didn't leave anybody out because I always want to show <laughs> thanks and gratitude to all of our Patreon supporters. So, yeah, thank you, thank nice. you. All right. Well, before we get into our topic of the day, we have a couple things. First off, we did have a winner of the song contest from last week. Boo. Bro Mogan gave us a hint <laughs> of Dig Deep. And it's correctly guessed as Shovel Knight by Michael Sandoval. Whatever. That guy's not cool. He beat you to the punch. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get over it. He's not a real person. Whatever. <laughs> the bot. Lame. But, so, Michael, send us a hint for a future episode. We'll get that in there. Stick around to the end of this episode when Dylan Biles will be giving us a hint for, for this week's song contest. Now, again, the second bit of news that we have to go over. Why, for the last few episodes, has our dear co-host, Zachary Parks been through a, through Skype only he's and not been, gracing us with his presence physically. He's been thinking up that sunglasses thing for a month. That's, That's true. Why. That takes a lot of time. That's why I came home. Just for that one bit. Just for Just that, for that, one, that bit. one joke. <laughs> but now he's finally put it out there on the social media so we can actually talk about it here. Zach is currently in Virginia producing a feature film project. Oh. So, yes. so tell so, us. Yeah, I've been super busy uh, working here in Virginia in my hometown of Charlottesville, and uh, which is obviously everyone knows now where, what Charlottesville is. Can't But yeah, we've been working, producing this feature, and we are shooting in September. So I've been, that's why I've been here, but I still found time to do the Team Chat podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Even though we were very busy, but that, how, that's how much it means to me and all my <laughs> all my fans. <laughs> but you can check out his project. Oh, he put recently put up a Kickstarter oh, yeah. for it. So uh, don't what's so it's called Bentley's Will, right? It's called you Bentley's can, Will. Yeah. Okay. So you can go to Kickstarter and check it out there if uh, you want to get be a part of the project. You're totally welcome, or just to kind of keep up with it. That's a great way to keep up with it. We'll be doing updates there. So yeah, Bentley's Will is the name of the film. We probably yeah. should mention that the Kickstarter does have a pretty tight timeline. So if you're going to get yeah. in and support it, you got to move quick. Chop, chop. It's like now. Yeah. yeah which, it's like which, now. <laughs> I, which I think my, I mean, I think there's like nine days left, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, if you're interested, just, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend just to do it right now. But, um, yeah, any support we obviously greatly appreciate. And, uh, 
it'd be cool to get some team chat people involved. I would like and there are oh, yeah. some there's some cool perks that you also get by supporting your film. You can get your name in the credits. That kind Woo! of crap always really appeals to my vanity. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I helped I did a make lot this. On this. <laughs> this it was all me, you peons. <laughs> you name in the credits, a poster. You get the you'll get the film if you give twenty five bucks or more, I believe. Um, so yeah, there's actually it makes I hopefully the rewards make a bit of sense and they are actually you know rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I mean, like we knew about it obviously for a little while, for a, a little bit in the past. So it's cool to now see that it's finally entering the production stages, getting ready to get yeah. it done. And I want to see the finished thing. It looks exciting. Yeah, I'm excited that's too. Great. Okay. So the topic of today is another Patreon-submitted topic. Uh, we put out the call for for topics to our Discord server. We want to be like, what do you guys want to hear us talk about? And people responded. And so now we must follow up on that promise and talk about what they <laughs> wanted us to, which is this week we're going to talk about mid-generation console upgrades. I so. was thinking, how great would it be if we solicited commentary from our viewers and then just never did a anything thing with it? With and be it. Like, just completely screw you guys. disregarded it. Just, <laughs> just ignored them. Take your money and run. <laughs> your suggestions are bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> but no, it's actually one that's very timely because now, uh, especially with the Xbox One X, is now entering the pre order phases. I'm calling it the Scorpio still, and I don't care who disagrees. Well, they added, they added more Scorpio confusion to it because they announced that you can buy a Project Scorpio version of the Xbox One X. They so they're just doubling down on all any this. favors here. They're really I didn't shooting. realize that. Why are they doing that? Because people like the I guess because so like yeah, I guess people liked the original name of it. Like, That's kind of cool. And so they're like, yeah, well it is cool and you can have it too. So uh, you know I don't doing. know. But you're our only doing. Microsoft guy. You have to know these things. <laughs> Well, what's funny, and I think I mentioned this when the Scorpio was first announced, how terrible I probably personally thought the name was. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was an awful, awful name. I, I don't know, like, though. Like a five-year-old. Compared to Xbox One X? Doesn't, yeah, it's, just, I don't know. it's tougher now that you're getting into these different tier tier levels of consoles. I, I, yeah, the naming like a, could be a whole topic, console yeah. names. We should do that for a show. In my head, I'm calling it the Xbox Cubed because it's like Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox One S, and now we have Xbox One X, which is XBOX. Which the next so, one will yeah. be Xbox One X squared oh up at God. the top, oh you know? God, no. So All right, so I don't know, square root of Xbox? Is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, and so so we got the Project Scorpio, or no, we have the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, and now the Xbox One X, all from yes. Xbox. PS4 is hitting us with the PS4, PS4 Slim, which, I mean, they had a PS3 yeah. Slim. That's not necessarily yeah, anything that's new. True. Uh, because it doesn't, nece- it doesn't have that many big upgrades as far as performance and stuff like that. But then PS4 also has the PS4 Pro, which yes. has bigger hard drive, faster processors, and obviously the ability to do 4K, which as games continue to get prettier and prettier, that becomes a more, a, a more appealing. But... I was about to say that's kind of where I wanted to start the conversation because, for example, with the PS4 Pro, which as of right now is really the only one that's actually actively on the market that would be notably known as this sort of mid-console upgrade. Do you know anybody that has one? A PS4 Pro? No. 
I've read about I've you? read people uh, online who have them, but I do not uh, personally know anyone. I, I te- technically I don't know the guy. I I went on my way back to Virginia. I stopped at a friend's house in Nashville, and his roommate had it. So <laughs> that's random. But I was like, "Whoa, what is that?" He's like, "It's PS4 an acquaintance's <laughs> roommate, and nobody we actually know has a PS4 Pro." So I feel like maybe it's just because I don't give a crap, but I have not heard anything about the ps4 pro since it came out what like I, no good feedback no bad feedback it feels like it came out and immediately just went under the rug to me the thing is i think about it is that it's the big thing that is going to draw players into the ps4 pro is the fact that it has 4k capability obviously more people are wanting that now it's the new 3d of, te- of televisions if you have 4k tv you're being a pretty set big baller but the problem is a lot of people still don't have 4K yeah. TVs. Yeah. So, like me, I don't have one. If I had one, oh, you better believe I will be going to pick up a PS4 Pro, especially as, because how beautiful it looked for games like Horizon Zero Dawn or even Last of Us Remastered. Once the PS4 Pro came out, they enabled a patch that put a higher resolution adaption. I can't remember the, the term that they used for it, but basically it like kicked the, the graphics up about a bit if you were using a PS4 Pro or had a, a TV that was HDR compatible. So, so again, it adds just a, not only do you have to buy a new console, you have to then buy a new TV to take full advantage of that console. And I feel like I, that's kind of the cr- – oh, no, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say I do agree about the 4K. That's really probably the only appealing factor to me as well because as, doing, as, as a video editor and in, in editing stuff in 4K and, and seeing, that evolu- or seeing that technology evolve in that – medium it's it is sort of exciting to think about playing games in 4k format i would think that would might may be worth it to dish out but you, like you said you gotta have the tv for it right i mean especially for me it looks appealing for games like horizon zero dawn or big open world ones you know i don't yep. think i'm gonna care as much on the on a platformer necessarily or a first person shooter but you know i mean i don't know graphics are graphics and nice graphics look great so i, I would i would appreciate that i would definitely take it into account but i don't think i would be like blown away by it unless it was a game where you really got a nice environment, a nice setting, and things like that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, at least on the side that have this more positive outlook on mid-console upgrades, share your view. I've taken a few quotes from a few articles that were really coming out right after E3 2016, when Microsoft was really announcing, oh, we just launched the Xbox One S, this was at that time, and they were still teasing Project Scorpio before everybody knew that it was the Xbox One X. And some of the people that were really interested in it were, of course, major game publishers. Mm -hmm. So a few publishers, such as EA, Ubisoft, and Take-Two, really came out in support of this type of approach, Uh, some of them specifically calling this type of evolution positive evolution. Now, I kind of agree with that to a certain extent, and I like the idea of what I think it was the... uh, Head of Xbox Operations, Dave McCarthy, he phrased it as, the term of an upgrade is gone. We are wiping out those generational boundaries, generations being console generations. As a gamer, it's pretty cool because then I know the games I buy and play today and the controllers I use today are going to work on that machine of tomorrow. And that's the real major step change, is this idea of getting rid of these generations of consoles. You know, you have the GameCube, you have the Wii, you have the Wii U, you have the Switch, in favor of these upgrades. But if your upgrade is another piece of hardware... I don't really get why you're bothering to call it the same thing. I would I would prefer it rather I feel like than than 
mid console or mid generation upgrades or whatever the new term is that they'll use for these when this becomes the norm because that's obviously what's going to happen. My, my, I would pre- much rather prefer just an expanded backward compatibility get list. Yeah, because that's my my thing, especially as I play more games. I had the thought of, man, I love this game right now. That's going to suck when I can't play it again. No. You know, like yeah. in 20, 30 years, whatever. And I'm yeah. like, I really want to play Horizon Zero Dawn again. But can't because either my PS4 is broken or there's no, literally no other means of playing this game. So, like, it, I would feel like I would appreciate more a stronger backward compatibility being a thing in these, or even if it's new consoles. But that'd be awesome to have the console of whatever that is in 20 years and be able to download a patch, download a, a digital version, however that's handled in those in those days of these older games that I love throughout my entire life. So actually, that's what a lot of the industry is saying is the whole point of the mid-console upgrade as opposed to doing an entirely new generational uh, installment. Okay. The point is to make sure that. that people that own the Xbox One X and whatever they have that comes after that that is the next upgrade would still be able to play all the same games, still have that backwards compatib- compatibility because in theory Theory, there would be no such thing. Right. It would just be that the consumer that has the Xbox One X just has lower resolution, lower quality than the person that has the fully upgraded version. Now, they say that that's the idea and that's how it's supposed to work. But I, I don't really agree with that viewpoint because I think that the pace of technology is naturally going to phase out the lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. If you have an Xbox One X and you don't have a 4K TV then why are you going to upgrade? Right. Why are you going to upgrade to the next biggest thing? And even when you eventually do, when you upgrade all the way, and you want to go back and play some of your older games, that scale up, I mean, at least in my mind, isn't going to be as good. Obviously, playing a really old game on a really new TV, I mean, even right now, it's like, oh, wow. Sam and I were playing Mario Kart 64 earlier on on my big 1080p TV, and we were like, huh. Sam was like, we've been playing it on the Switch a lot, and she's like, oh my, this looks so crappy compared to the Switch. And I was like, I know, but I mean, that's just what it is. It's partly because it's on a big TV, but yeah. And, and I mean, part of it is just that those are things that you can't really patch up unless you do a port. I mean, you can't yeah. really do an old version of Mario Kart, for example, on the Switch and have it look as good as the more recent versions did unless you were porting it, unless you were doing a mastered edition. Right, or, which is why yeah, we're seeing a, exactly. a huge influx of these remasters and er, exactly. remastered and So in things. a lot of ways for me, this whole idea of mid-generation upgrades, it seems like a moot point. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have higher graphics and higher resolution, but isn't that kind of the whole point of the next generation? Yeah. It just seems like it's, you know, chasing itself in circles, and it's like, well, okay, yeah, you're adding new things onto a console, but you're also leaving behind something that is very integral to consumer psychology, which is hype. Yeah. For example, some people like with the Microsoft uh, with the Microsoft with the Xbox One X, a lot of people were saying, "Hey, Project Scorpio sounds like a cool idea and all, but here's the thing: if it's just an upgrade and it doesn't really have anything to hook me in." Why the hell am I going to do that? Whereas a lot of other consumers are saying, no, just make Project Scorpio. It's a whole new generational installment in the micro- in the Microsoft series and pair it with a really big, punchy exclusive like Halo 6, for example. Right. right. Because then when you have that, well, we saw it with the Switch. I mean, Switch, demand for the Switch coupled with Breath of the Wild, even though they were doing Breath of the Wild on Wii U as well, was through the freaking roof. If you didn't 
didn't have the pre-order, they, you, there was no chance you were going to get it at launch day. Yeah. And that right. created massive sales. It generated what game industry needs to stay alive. Revenue. Right. Profit. And if you don't have anything to get people excited, they're straight up not going to do it. Especially if your next iteration comes with peripheral attachments like, well, you get all this stuff, but if you don't have the peripheral hardware like TVs or a really fast internet connection to get the most out of this new piece of hardware. Sorry, sorry. about you. Yeah. yeah. So it just seems like a non-starter to me. It feels like they're never really going to be able to get it off the ground if you don't have people jumping on board right away. Right. Well, okay, so I'm thinking about a couple things. Um, one is the reason that I see new console, these even mid-generation upgrades come into play. And, and, and so part of the question or part of the conversation is, A, how we, are, how we should label that, whether or not we should be like, hey, this is actually a new generational thing, or hey, it's just a small upgrade to kind of what you already have a little bit better. Regardless, I'm very much for the idea of, even if it's just small improvements, which I think at first I kind of laugh at, I'm like, hey, I don't really... I don't need that. I don't. I have what I already need. Why would it's like a vanity thing almost? Like right. I don't need to upgrade and get like a cool design. But at the same time, I really under. I can kind of sympathize with the idea that Xbox and PlayStation and Sony and Microsoft obviously they need to maintain a pulse, right? And the games versus the consoles. There's something happening with like games and consoles. Like it's always been the console that has the games, but now it seems like the games are really what you're. I, I, it seems like the games have a little bit more power in that dynamic. For yeah. me, like growing up, like getting an Xbox to an Xbox 360 was the exciting thing. Now it's like going to play the whenever the Nerex Horizon Zero Dawn comes out, and it's the console doesn't nece- necessitate that. The purchase, you know, it's the the game necessitates the console purchase. Does that make sense? It's like yeah, like it you does. said with Breath of the Wild, you know, it's like the fact I didn't buy the Switch, I bought Breath of the Wild is what yeah. it kind of felt like. Yeah. yeah, you know, and so the game seemed to have a lot of power, and whatever game the console will be on, I will probably get. So yeah, so part of me does agree with the fact that if if they could turn the Xbox or the PlayStation Pro or the Xbox One X, uh, and make it into a. I, I mean, I like the idea that you could take a like the Halo, put Halo Six on it, and that will generate the the hype you were talking about. Because I actually get caught up in that. Like when the Xbox 360 and then when the Xbox One came out, that was exciting. Yeah, yeah it like is. The gaming industry was expanding, and we're doing new things. And even if it's like, you could almost treat it as, hey, we're gonna do this. Project Scorpio, and this is a totally new take on how we're going to present a console to you. Like, even that would be enough. If they're like, you know what, we're going to try a different approach for this. We're going to use a completely different user interface. We're going to have you, the player, build the user interface yourself. You know what I mean? And that's not like a um, you 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 won't have to fully upgrade the console to be some new amazing console. You kind of just tweak some things. It's like, hey, it's like a blank canvas and you're going to be able to create, you know, that, that's just one idea, for example. Right, you get but to I build you, out your own loadouts, how you want to see it on the screen and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, and that might, I could almost see the gaming uh, business world embrace those ideas rather than like more hardware, more 
you know, gra- better graphics, 4K. I could almost see them like, okay, let's get away from the technical stuff, and what can we do with games from a more like philosophical way? Like, how can we approach our consumer in a very different way? And honestly, and this is a little bit off topic, I think Nintendo does that the best. I mean, the Switch to me is like, oh, they're actually they're not trying. You know, Nintendo's never been like this, but they're they actually think, how can we? approach gaming in a different way and i think the switch is actually a very good example of like a good design that actually tries to achieve multiple things that aren't uh common in the industry right so that's what i see because they made a a console that's complete that can be either a home entertainment system or a mobile entertainment system and you don't have to have one one of the make the choice of one or the other you can do both and yeah that was a huge stride in that and and you could argue whether or not it actually worked i mean there are some people that say hey the mobile really sucks you lose frames per second it doesn't really do that well in sunlight for Mm -hmm. example so you could argue all day whether or not it wound up being worth it right but at the end of the day it was clearly worth it to nintendo because switches are still freaking hard to find although There's- i will say i was at target yesterday and the uh one in south austin so anybody in south austin might go on to check this one still it had six Oh, nice. So maybe so, they're more in, they're more in store. So that just does kind of reiterate the fact, though, that we are now in what what month is it? August, and they came yeah. out in March. March, and people, <clears throat> some people, are still having trouble actually locating a switch that isn't part of a bundle that they don't want. For example, right. so they did a really good job of generating high demand. And when was the last time you went to the store and you said, "Hey, I want a PS4 Pro." I mean, it hasn't been in a while. I mean, and, and no, and that's that same thing. I mean, you, I could see people making the argument of, well, I'm going to get the, the PS4 Pro now, and then when I can afford it, I'll get the 4K TV. That's a good one get, way of going about it, too. I will say, though, going back to the whole thing about building up hype for it, when the PS4 came out, I was trying to get one. Uh, they came out in November of 2013. I didn't get one until jan- late mid to late january cuz they were still selling out every oh, single yeah. store so you didn't get those black friday sales what were you doing punk i didn't want to do it because we were saving up money because we got married in december so <laughs> that's stupid that's december, all stupid so. <laughs> but uh so the funds were not available until january but still i i had a hard time finding one and i seem to remember that not as much with the xbox one but i but still like there was a lot of people excited about it obviously because like they were already pumping halo 5 at the time and different things like this yeah so you were excited about it you yeah. were excited about the release of a new console yeah now i will say though all all the stuff that we're talking about with people like it's not necessarily any of our cup of tea it sounds like but it did come out yesterday that the xbox one x so far is on pace and this is an article on uh, windowscentral.com it is on pace to beat the ps4 pro on amazon Ooh. for all of 2017 as as like the most uh, most sold I mean, that doesn't surprise me uh-huh. because the PS4 Pro, I mean, like I said, it feels like it just got swept under the rug. Yeah. I, I mean, really, that's kind of like non-news to me. It's like, okay, yeah, but so the console that we didn't hear anything about after it launched. But the thing about it that's interesting is that f- pretty much since launch, the PS4 has been kicking the Xbox One's ass in sales. As far as just you know, month after month, it's still the top one, yeah, still the top true. one. So it's interesting to see that these mid console, mid generation consoles are the ones that where it's starting to get tighter, and Xbox might actually start overtaking PS4. So I wonder if that's if that's because Xbox One's timing has been a little bit better when the PS4 Pro came out. 4K TVs were not as prevalent. Yeah, even now just, you can buy a big screen, a yeah, big one for like even just bucks. given a few months to a year's difference. Now that that is becoming a more 
prominent fixture in U.S. households, maybe the timing of the Xbox One X is just better because they've timed it to match up with the current technology. True. And that kind of leads me back to my, my original point. If you don't match the current technology, you're going to lose consumers because people are going to look at your new upgrade or your new mid-console, whatever we want to call it, and say, that's really nice, but I don't have the thing that you need to make that work, so I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. And I feel like that's always going to be kind of the risk with this type of approach. I mean, it's the cycle of gaming as a whole is that eventually something is going to get phased out. But I just have a lot of reservations about this being ultimately a profitable way of presenting gaming to the end user, to mm -hmm. the consumer. Yeah. It seems like it has a high, a high margin of error for cost benefit. I mean, it just seems it, like it's going to cost more to me than it might ultimately be worth. Well, and for me, especially... Damn microphone. Okay, but for me especially, the one thing about that is like the PS4 Pro came out and I was like, oh, that's really cool that that's now there and that's a thing, but also... I'm not going to drop another 400 bucks every single time one of these comes out. Exactly. So what's the point of doing a mid-console upgrade if people aren't going to buy it? That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So Well, okay. So there's a couple things that come to mind. Price is one. That's a big one. And I'm sure as the technology gets better, I, I would imagine that it also would maybe cost less to make these things. Like could I could you guys see the price coming down in the next couple of years? Maybe and coming down Sorry, go ahead. And the other part of the, the comment was there is something to be said for design. And you see it in cars and you see it with the iPhone. As much as I knock like, hey, you're going to get the next iPhone and it does the same thing my iPhone does, yeah. I still want the new iPhone. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker. That's I'm a, a good sucker. point. That's a good point. Picture, of course I am. And I'm looking at pictures for the Xbox One X. And I'm like, oh, that looks way better than my Xbox One. Yeah, and I want really that. sleek. And it's it's smaller. There's something to be said for uh, sleek design. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, when I saw your Xbox One, I was like, what the damn hell is that? Oh, like, <laughs> so, I, like, I love the design of the PS4 way more than the design oh, of the original yeah, oh, Xbox yeah. One. But the now, Xbox One X looks pretty cool. Cool. It does. Like I, I will admit that too. It's smaller. It's more so. It's yeah. more compact. It's got a little bit sharper lines. I do yep. like the design of it too. Um, but the one thing that I was going to bring up about this also is uh, in relation to what you were saying about yep. if it gets cheap or not. I had a small hope. I didn't really see it panning out. I just hoped that maybe with the release of these mid generation consoles, that they would also be like. Here's the price. Here's the price brand new. Here's the price if you are upgrading from an older system. And you like had this way of like you're trading in your old one to Sony, to a GameStop, to somewhere that, you know, which I mean, I guess there's already the trade-ins that you can get, but like a actual trade-in deal you would want to take and Essentially not get a recycling system and not necessarily a trade-in. Exactly. Where it's like you bought the PS4, that's awesome. You want the PS4 Pro? Okay, well it's like 150 bucks cheaper for you. It, but yeah. you have to give us your PS4 kind of thing or that, something like that. That would it, be I, I feel like that would have been cool and maybe it'll get to that point in the future because yeah, the the price point right now is the big thing keeping me from going to one of those. Um I mean be, because like a PS4 Pro is still $500. And it's like, holy cow. And that's before you get anything else to go with it, for example, a 4K TV. Right. And for the majority of consumers, I feel like that price barrier, at least when the console is still new, is very prohibitive mm -hmm. to the extent that 
and I actually find find myself doing this with things like computers, phones, etc. I will get one iteration. I won't get the next one. I will wait for the next next That's one. That's usually how I and am. And I'll leapfrog it. So it just seems like you have a very high potential to lose that middle version because the sales of your original and or uh, withholding sales for the future are meaning you're just losing sales all around. Right. Now, the one thing that I do hope that since it does seem by all signs that this is the way the industry is going with these mid-generation consoles, that there doesn't become a point where it's like they have exclusive games for the, say, the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro. Like, hopefully, you know, maybe they, at, at some point there has to be a cutoff, like, okay, this hardware is too old, it can't run this game. But, like, that's what a lot of people were afraid of when these consoles first were being announced, was that, does that mean there's going to be exclusives for these consoles only? Because if, sh- if so, that's bullshit. According to all but, of the industry reports I've read, that's exactly what they're trying to avoid. Exactly. So, so that's it, what I would yeah. hope that that stays that way. And, you know, they don't be like, oh, this is a terrible idea. Never mind. We have to n- exclusives because we need this to sell. That being said, and this is the, the second point to this that I was – or another part to this that I was wanting to bring up, Xbox seems to be killing it in the hardware area. They're making this great new console. It's got a lot of great specs, and it's really freaking cool. But where are the games to Th- back it up? That's the thing. They don't have the games. Yeah. That is Xbox's biggest yeah. thing for me. I mean, there's nothing on the horizon of Xbox that has that's an exclusive. Right, exclusive. That has me even mildly interested. Yep. Actually, that is false. I take that back. Okay. It's Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that's they have. A tiny little indie game that I'm like, I want it real bad, man. Oh, I do too. I haven't even finished Ori in the Blind Forest, and I want, I want real it real bad. bad. <laughs> but the yeah, thing I is... Yeah, I agree about Xbox not having games. It's uh, it's all, It's been a bummer in the last like year and a half that there hasn't been anything that I've really been interested in. Now, well, the one hope that I have with like one of the things that I can see being a positive impact of these mid-console upgrades is that improved hardware attracts developers. Right. So I'm hopeful that maybe when the Xbox One X does officially launch, that greater ability to maintain a higher standard of hardware and ultimately a a better experience for the consumer will hopefully lead to some exclusives. Like, I don't want Xbox to fail as much as I love to hate on them. Like, I want to see competition. Well, right. And that's what I feel like they're lacking right now right yeah because nintendo for ps for sony is not really ever going to be a competitor in the way because they're not making the same kind of game they're not trying to hit the same kind of audience xbox is that competitor for sony and so yeah that needs to be stronger that needs to be that needs to forge they need to keep that as a healthy competition and right now just like e3 came and went and they made this whole deal about how we're going to have so many exclusives i think they said they had like 40 they were going to have like 45 exclusives upcoming none of them Actually, there were a couple that I saw that I was like, okay, I want to see more of that. But I was like, oh my God, I have to play that. They did this like this big montage in their presentation where they showed all these different games, like quick little clips. And one or two of those is like, I wish they would have talked about that one than the ones they did talk about. Yeah. But like, don't, I appreciate and, and really, you know, I appreciate a good like 16 bit, 8 bit retro looking indie game or something. I, I know that the, you know, those, those have their place. But, that's not going to sell me on needing a 4K experience. It's not. The games are what's going to sell you. Right. I mean, I, and I feel like most people are going to agree with that. I, ultimately, the game is what's going to sell you on getting the system. And if it's not an exclusive, you're going to get it for a different system that you already own. Yep. Yeah. 
There is a whole market that I think about that I'm not obviously part of, nor are y'all, but the basically the kids like a 12 year old that is about to get a console for the first time. And I'm sure Sony and Microsoft, that is something they want to generate hype in that certain division of the market, because they're going to be like, all right, a lot of, you know, this Christmas, a lot of kids are going to be wanting a console and the PS4 gets less and less exciting every year. And so does the regular Xbox. And maybe there is something to be said about first time console owners and providing them with something new you know like you always do seem to have to have something new out there and obviously it's appealing to us but it just makes less sense because we already have really great stuff and so that's probably a market that they are focused on somewhat heavily i mean that that, that's probably a huge market for that people that are first console buyers i mean even if it's just a kid the person buying that console is their parents and if the kid is going to their mom or dad i want that one not the other one i want that one right there i I mean the the ability of children to heavily influence their parents cannot be discounted in any way i mean that's a huge driver of sales for all industries all of them except for maybe minivans i don't think it affects those (laughs) (laughs) no kid is looking at a minivan and going yes i don't know except if they like the sliding doors and no like the three. sliding doors are pretty cool it does the best, makes, best makes you feel like it's a spaceship it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah that so obviously we're divided on them we don't quite see the use the use or need of a uh, of a mid console games man i'm more i care about games right yeah for sure that's and that's where that's what's going to be the, the ultimate deciding factor for me too like if horizon zero dawn 2 comes out and they're like it, here's what it's going to look like on the PS4. Here's what it's going to look like on the PS4 Pro. I might be like, ooh, might be time to go to that PS4 <laughs> Pro. Because at the end of the day, that's what I'm buying the console for, like what you were saying, like what we, we touched on. We're buying the console for the game. Whichever console gives us the best playing experience is what we're going to go with for the, and for us, especially at this point in our lives, the cheapest amount of money yeah. to be spent. Yeah. And right now, that's that, I think, for all of us, is sticking with the base console of this generation yeah but that could change we could come into loads of money come into some money <laughs> Zach could sell his film for yep boatloads at, or maybe we've right. taken you know. out a hefty life insurance policy on zach and then maybe yep. something happens to him i mean <laughs> something could happen just, just either way zach's to gonna be gonna it's float it's gonna us. be zach <laughs> i could play that role <laughs> either through his death or his success he will get and us many dollars money. <laughs> but you know and that could change our opinions then when we have the the money to spend on that but as of now, I think that pretty well sums up all of our thoughts and feelings yeah. on these mid-generation console upgrades. Yeah. But it is now time for us to skip on to some news with the moment with Mogan. So much news. Actually, there is so much news. I don't know what's going on in August, but a bejesus ton is happening. So last week we had a ton of launches that came out on August 22nd. We have an equally larger roster actually for August 29th. So out now, as of this airing on Tuesday, August 29th, you have Absolver for PS4 and PC. That's one we're both pretty interested in. You have Mario Plus Rabbids for the Switch. (laughs) So that one's going to be a fun one for presumably a lot of people, especially kids. We have Redout for PS4 and Xbox One. We have Yakuza Kiwani mm. or Kiwi. I'm not really sure how to spell it. It's how to say that for PS4. We have XCOM 2 War of the Chosen for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. 
Resident Evil Revelations is coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. So that'd be a remaster. Yeah, that's a remaster. Uh, And then we have Warriors All-Stars, PS4 and PC. And we have Windjammers for PS4 and Vita. There's your one Vita plug for the month. And then coming soon, don't forget, we have Life is Strange Before the Storm. Mere days after this episode airs for PS4, Xbox One, and PC coming out August 31st. And to wrap it all up, we have NAC 2, spelled with a K. Oh, NAC. NAC, NAC 2 for PS4. Oh, it's an exclusive. Oh, no. The first NAC was a PS4 launch title. And it oh, kind of, and yeah. people were like excited about it before it came because they played demos and stuff. Then the game came out and they kind of was met with a lackluster reception. But now people, like hardcore NAC fans, are really clamoring for NAC 2. <laughs> so they're hope- so hopefully it will be better than its predecessor. And notice they don't have to have the PS4 Pro to get it. Boom. Because so NAC 2. <laughs> Current console compatible. <laughs> That's true. So NAC 2 is coming out for PS4 September 5th, so this is a little more future-looking. And here's your one that you might try, Destiny 2. Ah, don't a forget game that is, somebody's heard about. Yeah, don't forget it's uh, coming out for PS4 and Xbox One September 6th. And PC. And PC. That's duh. Yeah, and PC. Which uh, I think out. I decided... I'm going to get it. Ah, Jared, falling into the old Destiny trap. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I should probably get it, too. You sound like you're more resigned to your fate than you are excited about it. No, I am half excited. I'm very much excited. (laughs) Excited. It'll be good. No, more than half. I have somewhat high hopes for it. I'm 75%. Like, like, high hopes for it. Everything I've seen, articles I've read, and even from what I played in the beta, even though, like I said, I felt the beta was a little light, but it was still a lot of fun. And from what I've read, they've thrown in a whole lot more to make the grind way less. Like, I saw that today that there's these adventures. They actually have a map now of all the areas that you can pull up to look around and see where things are happening and what's what in the world. So, I don't know. There are lots of different new changes, and I think it can make for a much more engaging experience. But I also do have my reservations because I've been burned by Destiny yeah. before. So, yeah. But I still think I did, I did make the decision. I'm going to get it. Nice. You going to get it, Zach? I should get it because I don't have anything else I really want to get. And I haven't gotten a new game since – well, I got life, Well, I got the first episode of Life Strange, but since Breath of the Wild, really. Yeah. yeah. It's time. You, know? you need a new game. You do. Yeah, I need I need a new game. And Destiny, I got the first one, and it would be funny if I did get it because I told all my friends I would never get another Destiny. <laughs> so you gotta keep them guessing. If, I, if I'm like, you know, playing it one day. <laughs> oh yeah, it was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah I approve. <laughs> but, I approve. Uh, yeah, I never said that. Let me do. If let me do. Let, God, I can't talk. Let me know if you do decide to get it because I'm still trying Wait, to. Decide, I can't decide which platform I want to get it for. PS4, get or it Xbox for one. Xbox. Come yeah, on. Get it for That's Xbox. Right. Zach needs friends. Xbox, Look at this loser. I will probably get it for Xbox. We could be guardians of the light together. <laughs> Hell yeah. So lame. <laughs> Woo. Or matching shirts. Matching shirts. And sunglasses. And drive out the darkness. <laughs> darkness. Oh, awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your moment with Mogan. Also, it should be noted that uh, since we're running a little bit low on time because Zach's got a film to produce and he's got meetings, wheeling and dealing that he has to get done. So we've got to cut this a little bit shorter today. But... Uh, this last week has also been GamesCon over out in Germany. Lots of cool stuff coming out from there. Uh, lots of big changes, especially announced for Overwatch. Uh, yeah. They have a, they released an, uh, two new shorts. Well, one's an actual one of their shorts. Another one's just a fun little video with Junkrat and Roadhog yeah. announcing a new map. Uh, they gave a new animated short on May. They announced a whole bunch of changes to some heroes. Pretty yeah. massive changes for heroes. Massive changes as well to as Mercy a, and Diva. Uh, as well as a the normal gamut of new game announcements and such, which one looks very uh, interesting to me, Biomutant. Oh. You'll have to check that one out. You're no. like woodland creatures? 
in a like futuristic <laughs> tech world. So it's sure. uh, oh, it, it looks interesting and it and has caught my attention, caught my eye for a hopeful future play date. And just a friendly reminder, all of this fun Overwatch stuff and all this games games con things, it's all stuff we talk about on the Discord. That's right. Oh, and if you were a Patreon subscriber, you too could join in on the fun. <gasps> it is a lot of fun. I've enjoyed yeah. the Discord a lot. Did you guys watch the uh, the May short? Yes, oh, did you? Prepare to cry. I did. I, I about did. cried at work. I was like, <laughs> I was, it was good. It was ugly. They're always good. They're all I was good. watching it and I was like, Damn those young boys for calling Bay a devil. She is sweet and kind. <laughs> she is she a is sweet a nice and wonderful. <laughs> she is a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was really good. Again, I was like, please just give us a damn Overwatch just, show. Just yeah, do it. Bite yeah. the bullet. I would You'll take a whole movie it. just about May crossing the Antarctic with snowballs. Like, Snowball, I love you. Or like Netflix movies, something. Give us something, Blizzard. Something. something. You know, they're, more than the many good. games they already give us. Well, it's not enough, Blizzard. It's not enough God. because they shouldn't have created such a great universe as Overwatch and <laughs> just taunt us. You what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad because you're so good. I'm so bad at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, we do have to do our song contest from this week. And this week's hint comes to us from Dylan Biles. And it is the real adventure happens under the sea. Don't think it's the little mermaid. Echo that dolphin game. Echo. Maybe. I don't know. I'm totally right. I haven't listened to it yet, right. so I don't even know. Because I save it, right. I save it for when I'm Abzu. In pre-production. I'm right. I'm right. Okay, you can't you have to decide on one. Yeah. You can't throw out every single C game. Yes, in the I world. can. I can guess as much as I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one more time. The hint is the real adventure happens under the sea. And once again, the song contest goes live Wednesday, 9 a.m. the day after this episode airs. We will put out a post on Facebook and Twitter listing the hint and a clip to listen to the a link to listen to the song again first person to correctly guess the game by commenting or replying to that tweet or facebook post will be able to send us a song and hint for a future episode just like michael sandoval is going to get to do because he correctly guessed last week's hint so you could be the winner Boom. of this week's hint well with that this draws this episode of team chat podcast to a close until next time i am one of your hosts Jarrett wilson joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Adios. And to my left, virtually through the power of the internet, Zachary Parks. Au revoir. Go kill him with those sunglasses. <laughs> Goose. Iceman. Goose. Yeah, Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> Danger Zone. Well, that's what should be the playout song. Screw the contest. The song contest. It should just be Danger Zone. You know. It should be. Like we got a need for speed. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Thank you.